This episode is brought to you by Oladance, wireless Bluetooth headphones which deliver 19 hours of battery life, superior sound, the ability to still hear your surroundings for safety, and an open ear design which means you don't get that achy feeling from wearing them for extended periods. I used these on my 100 mile wilderness run, and if you're curious, head over to oladance.com forward slash ST and use code ST at checkout for $30 off their OWS2 headphones. Also, thanks to Pillar Performance. Pillar, spelled P-I-L-L-A-R, is a sports micronutrition company that I was introduced to after having Sam Parsons from Tin Man Elite on the show a while back. I use their pineapple coconut-flavored triple magnesium product, which delivers high-potency magnesium glycinate for better sleep and added recovery during my training blocks. If you'd like to try Pillar today and you're an American-based listener, head over to thefeed.com forward slash pillar and use code SINGLETRACK in all caps for 15% off your order. For international listeners, use the same code for the same discount, but a different link. Use pillarperformance.shop. Finally, thanks to Kodiak Cakes, makers of my favorite pancakes. They've been at the center of so many memorable post-long run breakfasts. They don't just taste great. It's 100% whole grain. There's 14 grams of protein per serving that helps with recovery. Go over to their website, get yourself a few boxes of the mix. In the process, use code SINGLETRACK15 at checkout for 15% off your next order. With that, let's get to the show. Tim Tollison, it's great to have you back on the show, and I, and I got to add a title. We got to put some respect to your name. It's two-time UTMB podium finisher, Tim Tollison, to this audience. How are you doing? Uh, and yeah, it looks like you're, you're over there in Chamonix. What's, what's up in your life right now? It's good to see you. Yeah. Um been just hanging out here in Chamonix for the month. It's, it's been pretty awesome. I've never come out this early and uh, just enjoying time at the craft house right here, uh, downtown Chamonix. And yeah, I can't complain. I was going to say, I, I know in, in previous years you were, you know, you had, a, you had a, not a side gig, but you were working in some sort of like physical therapy, medical capacity. And so I don't know. it was always sort of like a quick trip to, to Chamonix. Um, obviously you have your hands filled with, with the Mammoth Trail Fest, but, uh, do you feel like this has been a net benefit getting over there so early and really like absorbing the course and, and settling in well beforehand? I think the biggest benefit thus far has been like every run has specific intention. You know, like, you know that you're here for a reason. Um, and, and Lindsay and I back home, we do a lot of chores. So, you know, I might finish a long run and then we pour concrete or dig some holes or move rocks. So like, I don't, I'm not doing any, you know, landscaping for the VRBO here. So I feel like I'm recovering a lot better between runs, which is nice. Um, so it does just feel like, you know, there's, there's a real kind of dedicated purpose and intention being here. It, you know, it feels like a business trip in a good way. Um, and you know, you, you're here for a reason. I was looking over your Strava a couple of days ago and saw a long run you did, you know, to and from Sham, you know, maybe it was the first week of August. And in the description, you said it felt like, 2017. What elaborate there? What do you mean by that? Well, it was a little moody. You know, it was kind of cold and overcast, and and it was raining. Um, but really, it's it's that uh, I think for like a lot of years, I had kind of like really mixed the outcome with the process of running, and I, I believe running is sacred. You know, the actual act of running is, and I've fallen out of love with that, and. It, being here the last couple of weeks, things have kind of started to click in a way that they haven't in a long time. Um, and it just, I was having fun with it. So I guess, you know, the best way to describe it is, you know, 
I was falling in love with running and I just felt smooth on the trails, which I haven't felt smooth on the trails in a long time. Uh, so in that sense, it started feeling like 2017 where everything you just, you know, I was just kind of floating along the terrain and, and kind of got glimpses of that. Hearing that things are, are clicking is obviously, it's incredibly exciting for fans of the sport. Maybe I'll ask you a few questions just on the training front to that. It, it, from what I could gather, at least through mid to late July, it looked like there was a lot of biking mixed into the work you were doing. And then maybe four or five weeks ago, there was a pivot and, and you see a lot of exclusive, significant running volume. Um, talk about that. Like, was there, was there some sort of just like switch that happened? Was it injury related? Like you seem like you've, you, you've been training sort of at form the last month or so. So talk about that. I basically stopped fighting what was happening to me all year. I've been nursing a really bum knee and I just wasn't willing to give it the time it needed to heal. And I just, you know, had big goals and I didn't want to compromise. So I just kept forging ahead like I normally do. And then finally, you know, kind of in the, like after Transvolcania, I realized like, okay, I'm, I'm really not in a good place with this knee. So I had to like scale back and that was where the cycling came in. So the gravel and I basically spent most, most of July gravel cycling. And had you asked me, you know, where I was at mentally in June or July, like I was basically just like, felt like I was fleecing all of my friends and family that like, oh yeah, UTMB is happening. But in the back of my head, I knew it wasn't like, I was just in like a really bad place. Um, and but no, I shouldn't say a really bad yeah. place. I just, I was not healthy. Every step was painful and it just wasn't fun. Um, and so the idea of doing UTMB did not seem possible. Um, so then in July, I backed off, started cycling, kind of just let go of those expectations. And um, I also got like formal treatment on my knee. I started being a good patient and did exercises every single day. And for the last month, you know, it's it started turning around at the right time where I, I got here August 1st and I told Lynn's like, hey, I'm here with a purpose. I'm just going to roll the dice, see what happens. And thankfully, all the hard work throughout July started paying off right when I started to train, like, you know, August 1st. So I feel like I'm rounding into form where I'd like more time, but I'm far from cooked. And that's probably a better place for me and a lot of athletes to be going into a 100 miler where you wish there was more time to, to prepare. But right now, I'm just honestly, like, thankful that I'm running relatively pain free and I've managed it well. And I'm just excited for the opportunity to actually go out there and close the loop. When you say things are clicking, I'm wondering, is it productive in your mind to compare yourself now in 2023 in this build up to 2023 to any of these other previous years where you have, you know, been getting ready for this race? Or do you just think it's, it, you're, you're better off just like being in the here and the now treating this year in isolation you're on a particular mission and it's like not helpful to, to compare, to look back. The latter for sure, which I think is a, a testament to just the overall like personal growth I've been able to make over the last couple of years. Also shedding kind of that comparison of the self of what you've done in the past. Um, and, you know, I, I think really probably one of the like most important things of this cycle, you know, it's been small, but I, I've truly enjoyed it. I, I feel like I've gotten out of my head and I've sunk into my body where I go out for a run. It can be th two hours, three hours, six hours. At no point am I like, damn it, I wish this was over. Like, I want to be done. Like, you know, I, I'm not fighting those thoughts that I've used to have, like, just kind of flood in so much. So I feel like I'm just really in that space where 
I'm thankful to be running. I'm surrounded by really good people. You know, I feel like I have a new team, new tools, new perspective on what's happening. And I, I'm honestly just, yeah, enjoying, you know, getting out there every day. It's not a chore. Is there anything that you have experimented with in this training block or are you just like trusting fundamentals and certain approaches that have worked, you know, over the course of your running life? The biggest things that I've kind of changed are letting go of those comparisons um, where I'm really just trying to tune into my body and what I feel like I need on the day where Mario and I will chat and like he writes out a workout and then I might tweak it a little bit or I might back off and not do the entire thing, but like really just looking at the quality of the volume um, and, and just like really running with intention and my kind of purpose. I'd say the mental aspect is what I've been working on the most. Um, and, and I think that's shown in my ability to actually enjoy these long runs where I told Mario the other day, I'm like, I don't know if I'm as fit as I've ever been, but I feel pretty fit. And I'm in a place mentally I've never been at in this valley. And that gets me excited. And, you know, he was like, sounds like you've already won on some level. You know, you're, you're showing up in a place that you haven't yeah. before. Like, obviously, we have big goals and we're going to go out and, you know, try and take a crack at this thing. But it's, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm in a, a place where I like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to prove anything wrong or prove anyone wrong this time. So it's, I haven't ever been there before and I'm enjoying it. You know, my, my head is a lot more clear and open. It's not filled with noise. You know, this is, that's awesome to hear. Um, this is, this is a question we've asked a lot of, you know, fellow athletes in this pre-race buildup, but, um, I'm, I'm really curious to get your answer just because you're a veteran of the sport and you've, you know what it takes to be successful. Do you feel like there is a certain type of training or, a certain amount of work that you need to do to be able to convince yourself on race day that um, you'll you'll be able to sort of like match every move made out there in the field and, and essentially to be in it to to be in contention to to run or even to lead against you know guys like Jim and Tom and Matthew. How do you think about that? And, and maybe what's the answer there? Are those guys all racing? <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, you know I, I think it's, I really think it's individual. Um, like each person pulls confidence from different things. You know, actually before 2017, I pulled a lot of confidence from my tempo workout that I did uh, before the race. And so like, I was very fast, but this year, like I'm pulling more confidence from the volume and the strength I have where, you know, hiking and what my buddy Fernando says forever pace, just, it feels like my bread and butter where I've locked into that. And I no longer hammer the downhills on training runs like I used to because I love to get my averages faster. And I'm just like respecting the recovery a little bit more. And I feel like that's allowed me to get quality volume in where I'm confident. Um, but it's, you know, yeah, there are no hero workouts really that I've had, but I feel like every day I could have doubled or tripled what I was doing. And that's a place that I think gives me personally confidence. Thanks to Brooks for their support of our UTMB coverage. I used their Cascadia H shoe way back in 2014 when I was introduced to trails via my through hike of the Appalachian Trail. So this is pretty cool. I've been wearing lately their new high point collection in the field, particularly their waterproof rain jacket and pants, as well as the new and improved Cascadia 17 shoe. The style and the performance across the board are all on point. I even wear that waterproof rain jacket sometimes during these interviews. 
check it all out over at brooksrunning.com forward slash single track. Also, thanks to Morton. 80% of my run of the 100-mile wilderness earlier this month was supplied by Morton. I used 25 of their hydrogels, 10 of their 225C bars. They all went down easy. There was no pallet fatigue, and they made me feel good because it's all natural ingredients. These are the same products used by top athletes like Tom Evans and Killian Jornet. So head over to Morton.com to take a look at what they got and try some for yourself. And finally, thank you to Features, makers of my favorite trail running socks. They're durable, they're comfortable, they're stylish, and they're trusted by, again, many of the best athletes in our sport. If you'd like to give them a try, head over to their website, grab a few pairs, and use code SINGLETRACK20 at checkout for 20% off your next order. With that, let's get back to the show. Purely just out of curiosity, um, when you like teleport back to January 2023, what was this year supposed? Was, was there a, was there a different plan for this year? Like, was was this year supposed to look different in terms of the races you were going to do, where you were going to be? You know, at this time in August, because you know, I, I took a look at your UTMB index, your ultra sign up. You've got that local 35k you did in Auburn back in March, Transvolcania in May. Um, yeah, like just talk about the difference there. It has looked a lot different than the plan. And I think that's a, a nice reflection of what race day will also be like. Um, I I had really intended on building in towards UTMB. So this part is the same, but the buildup was much different. Like I, I was supposed to go to um, um, uh, Zagama and then Lavaretto and then UTMB and Things kind of switched around a little bit, and then I scrapped my summer because I was dealing with that nagging knee issue. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot different than what I would have thought. Um, but uh, you know, that's just kind of learning to roll with that. Um, you know, I, I where my teammate uh, Ida, she's been crushing. Like I, we were t- chatting the other night at our team dinner, and you know, she's she's run so many good races. Uh, from 100k to 100 mile, and she just won Ultra Boston. This is her uh, her little award from Ultra yeah. Boston, and then she's going to run OC- or CCC. And it's kind of like, yeah, we have different approaches, but I think we're both coming into the like you know this UTMB week in a really good place, just from different avenues. Side note: She seems so fit right now. Like yeah. it looks like on Strava, she she'd been tagging along with you and Laney on a lot of pretty burly long runs. It's, it's quite impressive. Yeah, she she's absolutely incredible, an incredible athlete, incredible person. Yeah, you if you ever never chat to her, I'll put you in contact with her. No, that'd be awesome. Um, all right, last question. Look, you you're one of the most successful American male runners at this race. Period. 2016, 2017, two podiums. It's it's been an odyssey since then, though. Like four DNFs for various reasons. Not all of them were in your control. Um, we, we talked about this together on a, a, a long run archives episode, you know, I think it was back in February, January, clearly you can still podium. And I, I think that's still a goal. You could win this race. Um, the window is still there. My question, is that still front and center for you or, uh, has like a, a different type of goal, uh, taken priority? I still train with the intention of winning and I believe that I can win. But I think where I'm at personally, like I don't need to win and like kind of my my success out there isn't dependent on the win. And I think that's actually freeing me up to enjoy the process a little bit more. Um, but it is 
it is also really enjoyable that because I've done so terribly the last four years, like I've re earned this underdog status and like, I'm not going to be invited to the press conference. I'm not going to have all these media and like things that I have to do. Um, you know, I, I don't know, craft probably sponsored this post with you. So it's, uh, like, I, I <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's pretty awesome that it's just kind of like, Hey, I, I probably have the lowest like ranking I've ever had in my career, but I honestly feel like I'm as good as I ever have been. And you know, that I'm fine with that. Like I, I've chased, you know, that kind of the accolades or the glory for so long. And I've realized, you know, like most that that's not what really drives you or that's not going to be sustainable. So I'm pretty pleased with where I'm at right now. And, and yeah, I, I think, I think Jim's going to win, but if he makes a single mistake, there's going to be a group of guys right there just waiting to take him out. And I think it's going to be a really fun race. You think, you think this is Jim's year? I do. And I mean, I honestly want him to win, um, which is something I, legitimately could not have said a few years ago. Like I, I had a hard time watching other people succeed, but at States like this year, literally like I was so happy for every single person that came through and heartbroken for people like Hayden and others that, you know, faltered. Yeah. I think that's just kind of a sign that like I'm where I need to be. And like, I can share in other people's success and you know, it's not at my, uh, it's not at a cost to myself. So no, I, I think Jim's ready, but also it's like, you know, there's obviously he has a lot of pressure on him. An entire brand is on his back. Um, you know, there's a lot going, you know, and expectations that, oh, it's finally your year. And ultra running is different. Like, unless you're a Courtney or a Francois, like, we're human and there's no guarantee. So, you know, I I would imagine he's had his ups and downs this year. But he, I I think he's, he's poised to win, but no one deserves it. But I, I hope he gets it eventually. Okay. I know I said last question, but yeah. I have a couple more things that I, I want to comment on and ask you about. Um, the first thing about that competitive mindset, it is, it is fascinating to me. And I'm, I'm certainly not putting you in this category, but you brought it up, uh, that there are perils to this competitive mindset in the sense that what does work for you in the moment to get the most out of yourself and to battle in tough situations can also be this double-edged sword where, you know, all these other areas of your life become, zero sum games and it's it's hard to uh embrace you know the the successes and the rises of for example fellow athletes i find that so fascinating you know especially as somebody who you know is nowhere close to any of these caliber of athletes like you and you know walmsley and stuff i i just kind of sit back and i'm like wow like that that is what it takes to some extent in some scenarios to be the best or to aspire to be the best and there is, you know, some collateral damage from it. It's fascinating. Totally. And I, I don't think it's the only way to success, but a lot of us have found that that is what drives you. You know, you look at pretty much any sport, like, you know, building up that narrative of like, you know, someone is against you or there's a, an enemy. Um, so I think it can allow you to dig deep in those moments. But I think there are other ways to tap into that same thing that could come from a different place and not out of like hate or uh, com- my real competitive desire. And, but I mean, it, you know, this is a bit of a theory, you know, or like a hypothesis for me, like, we'll see how it goes, but you know, maybe, maybe when I finally do retire, I'll look back and be like, no, my best days came from when I hated everybody. You know, like when I was just like going out there and trying to like, you know, make sure that I proved people wrong. Maybe that was a good motivator, but I, I know that that didn't make me happy. So I kind of like where I'm at right now and I, I've been seeing good results. So, you know, I just, I think like most people, I've, I've had a string of bad luck and I, I'm going to keep showing up and at some point it's going to click and I'm, I'm feeling like it's getting closer and closer to clicking this year. 
you know, I, I personally think it's debatable as to whether you're an underdog. I, I think, uh, you know, until you retire, by the way, if you do retire at some point and do a press conference, that'd be awesome and hilarious because I don't think we've ever seen that that precedent happen in our sport yet. I could, I could be wrong, but I, I don't I don't know. It's, it's tough for me to see you as an underdog. I will say, though, if, if, if it is indeed the case, if I'm wrong and if most people see it that way, what an opportunity. I mean, they're, they're like a lot of people that I talk to, I'm sure a lot of people you talk to as well relish and and miss those days where you know as brett would say they were random ballers or you know there was no expectations attached to them it's it is such a uh a favorable position to be in so um given that i, I I'm, I'm very i'm very excited for uh you know what could transpire for you here in a couple of days well thank you yeah I, I mean it's i i just know that i'm going to close the loop it's been six years since i've done that and I think that if I'm able to get the best out of myself, it's going to be a special day. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to just like Friday or Saturday evening, sitting with my crew, sitting with my family and just being proud of what we did out there. And, and that's really the kind of the intent behind all of this. And I think we were capable of something. So I'm just going to, you know, take a crack at it and, you know, stay outside of my head and, uh, and get it done. Tim, it's always great chatting with you. Really appreciate the insights. Appreciate just the generosity of knowledge that you've shared and accumulated over the years. Um, I'll make sure to link to all of your social media in the show notes. Are there any final thoughts, feelings, advice you want to share with listeners, viewers before we go? Um, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, I'd say anyone that's in this race, you know, enjoy it because if you made it to the start line, like you really need to be grateful for that and, and try and soak it all in. You know, like it's going to be terrible out there. Like it's going to pretty much suck, but you know, that's what you signed up for. And, and I think uh, it's just a gift that we're able to go out there and embrace the impermanence.